1: What's up, everyone? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're joined by Alexi and Jeff from Industrial Sono Mechanics. Where we're going to be speaking to them in about five minutes. But first, we do have to get into a little bit of cannabis legalization news. So, Tom, on the road, and Miggy, what's going on hey. the new- in the news this week? The
2: world's less evil. Oh.
1: The world's less <laughs> evil.
2: <laughs> well, on top of that, actually...
3: president supports legalization
2: i give props to Trump, though. Respect for uh, the clemencies, the uh, pardons that just happened yesterday. Um, there were four very important ones, in, in my opinion.
3: Who did uh, he uh, grant clemency to?
2: So Michael Peltier is the big one for me because he's a goddamn quadriplegic. Like, like when they arrested this man who can't walk as a crime lord, um, it's probably the most horrendous, mind-blowing thing, right? And then what the other one is... Ah, uh, fuck, dude. I think it was... In, He's Serving, he's almost like 20 some odd term, you know, in the 80s, you know, like when more evil was alive, you know, but a
3: lot more evil, a lot more lies.
2: But unfortunately, Lance, our buddy Lance, is still serving time, right? And also, uh, uh, uh Luke Scarmozo. So, you know, these are unfortunately still it's not a, a, a perfect situation, perfect world, but there's some good that did happen yesterday, so there's that.
3: Yeah, you know, little Wayne got one too, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, shit, man, fucking Kodak Kodak Black did too. Like people like Kodak I, Black I mean, got
3: one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <The> platinum <laughs> plan of Donald, well, former President Donald Trump. We get to say that now, which is great. And wow. uh, Biden's yeah. new how uh, was it Health and Human Services director is the first trans person I think ever appointed, and then also uh, she's been uh, you know an advocate of medical cannabis i saw that it was reported on marijuana moment
2: well i think a lot of this cabinet right now they are going to look at the scientific facts right we're going to look at the the actual not not the makes you feel like a bat or uh makes uh white women want to have sex with black men none of, none of this racist bullshit. bullshit right it's gonna be the truth now so you know i think we're not done right like when I watched the inauguration, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I cried like a little bitch because I was moved—not because of Biden, but because of the actual. There's a chance with the Act. There's an actual freaking chance we can do something. But I don't people think need to
3: push. is gonna pass uh, immediately. I think the Act will pass in 2026 or something like that. But I mean, I got just in um, uh, Detroit working on because they're gonna have an application window, so we signed up uh, a new client out there, and uh, boy no like even uh Michigan is while it is a better uh, user experience for buying weed much much better to buy weed there still a 20 gram uh and there's not that many dispensaries and then the people that have it are just you know they're really really wealthy and so or the, um
2: or the law enforcement at least in Michigan you know that there it, it's this it's in politics right it's what's fucked up about america but you know there's a chance right there's at least 80 million non-assholes
3: yeah 81 81 million. Well, come on. I'm sure that people that voted for Biden are assholes, too. But uh, yeah, the other big news that came out was the USDA's hemp thing. And that turned into uh, a piece that I did. And I didn't explain the wall and processing uh, um, thing that the USDA did in their rule. I'll probably do a follow up on that. I also missed the 30 day testing window and um, more of a flexible standard that they're using and and something. But uh, it was a much better uh, final rule for the USDA hemp program, which is great. So,
0: well, it's a
2: structure now, right? So, yeah, that's a, it's gonna be a great year, I think, overall, though, bro, for weed. Well,
3: yeah, especially if Corona leaves, that'd be great. I mean, um, it ground my business to a halt. It pretty much turned Illinois into uh just a, a parking lot because everybody applied and then nothing happened.
2: I, I miss events, and I think, uh, you know, we'll get there. It's still gonna be another year, though, you know, once. Everybody gets vaccinated and people don't think Bill Gates is trying to put a freaking microchip in their skin or some bullshit. We'll, be, we'll, no, we'll, get, we'll get through believed,
3: this. People have believed uh, crackpot theories since time immemorial. And people will continue to believe crackpot theories until time immemorial. Some people are just nuts.
2: Yeah, no, that's crazy. But you know who's not nuts? we got some pretty smart guests.
3: We do. We have some very non-nuts guests that are smart so smart that they have figured out how to take a hydrophobic substance and dissolve it into water.
1: Yeah, let's bring them on. Alexi, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing at Industrial Sonomechanics?
4: Sure, I'll I'll start with the technical um, angle and, and Jeff will probably have more to say about some business aspects. So, We uh, have developed a technology to convert uh, bioactive substances that are not uh, water soluble into uh, the form which is um, water compatible. We like to call it water compatible because technically speaking it's still not water soluble but it behaves as if it were water soluble for all intents and purposes. So uh, our Um, activities are split into two categories Uh, we we can enable our customers to make their own for which we provide uh, ultrasonic equipment and formulations all prepackaged so all you need to have is your cannabis extract or uh, it could be another type of um, non-water-soluble bioactive Uh, it could be a terpene it could be essential oil it could be a different different thing altogether it could be vitamin um, and uh, whatever uh and uh so and the only other thing you need is uh some common sense and distilled water <laughs> so uh the other uh, side of our business is a tolling service where we can just do it for you since we already have the <laughs> obviously the equipment and and the formulation uh the results uh, could be in a liquid form uh or in a powder form Liquid forms could be uh, something called translucent nanoemulsion, which we believe is the best option for the highest bioavailability and the quickest onset of action. um, I guess I should have mentioned um, uh, before, this is the point of the whole thing, is to uh, not only make it convenient for the consumer, because you could just add it to a beverage and drink it instead of doing all these other things, smoking, dabbing, vaping, uh, you know, sublingual and all that. You could just do what you do with alcohol—just add it to a glass of water—and now you have a beverage that is, if it has THC, has some psychoactive effect. If it has CBD, only it's uh it's only health effect. Um, but uh, besides convenience, it also gives you a predictable timing and a higher bioavailability. So you 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 know what's going to happen, like you know what a glass of wine will be. You know you you full stomach versus empty stomach maybe there is a difference for a glass of wine but a glass of wine is pretty much a known thing to to everyone who has any experience with it right you know what's going to happen to you so the timing of a nano that's dosed into a beverage is about the same it's maybe a little slower than alcohol but it's something like that it comes on after about 10 minutes it goes up really quickly it's all the way up after about half an hour maybe 40 minutes then it stays flat for a couple hours and then it leaves your system in about three and a half hours it's gone kind of like an alcoholic beverage and then you can have another and so on um yeah so i guess that's the summary Alexei,
2: why why is water soluble so important like like I, i have a friend who's into the uh uh the other like he, he's made uh, drinks with, during uh, medical times. Uh, he's done done bombs, uh, and he he told me one time he's like water soluble is like the the, the golden uh, standard for like a product that you want to be involved in. And and why why is that so important? Because like th- I thought there were powders before. Is is water soluble the only way you can get to a powder form to, to mix with your drinks and to have that thing consistency type of thing?
4: Well, right. So starting from the end of your question, the, the end of your question kind of answers your question. Sure. If you're going to be adding it to a drink, it has to be water soluble because your drink is probably water. You're not drinking oil, right? So, and, and also you are mainly water. Your bloodstream is, your, your blood is most certainly mainly water, right? So if you're going to be delivering something into the the your body, which is water, it should dissolve in it so that it can do what. You know what it needs to do get to all the places where it needs to get but um hmm. to be fair that's not the only way to get it into your bloodstream you can smoke it and it's efficient right. and it's quickly by availability is really high the problem is then you have to use your lungs not everybody wants to do that hmm. and also not so the, the way i think about it and and i don't know if it's 100 percent accurate but for me it makes sense so um the lungs are not for oils, The lungs are there for oxygen, for right. air, meant to bring things into your bloodstream through the lungs. But your stomach is for everything. That's why there's liver. That's why there's all kinds of, you know, level of control. You, you have a way of fighting off, you know, toxic, toxic substances. So if some idiot decides to add, you know, vitamin E to your vape juice. Mm. You don't have to go to the hospital, you know, if it's if if it's by ingestion, because there are lots of different mechanisms of your body yeah. through evolution that tell you and 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 basically you know help you survive. <laughs> your yeah.
2: Is the water uh, soluble? Like when like you mix it in your water, is does that because it's water soluble more evenly dispersed throughout the product or the thing that you're about to ingest? Is that why you get that uh, consistency in dosage?
4: uh no so yes and no so um it it gets dispersed very well but i I guess you can say that that's why but but um it's not that it disperses in your beverage the main thing is that it's it disperses in your gastric fluids which is kind of the same thing i mean if it's if it's going to disperse in your beverage then it's also going to disperse in your water-based gastric fluids but the point is this uh in order for an oil to get absorbed into your bloodstream it first has to get to the wall to the inner wall of your small intestine because that's where the enterocyte cells the the absorptive cells are right there is a, a something called unstirred aqueous layer uh in the small intestine it follows the inner wall of the intestine and is not really moving much so there's sure. motion of the, the gut and everything but that part kind of stays put and In order to get to the other side of that and get absorbed, you have to move through a layer of water. And for that, you have to be able to mix with it. So the way your body brings in triglycerides, which are plant oils, right, or fats or whatever, we all obviously are able to absorb it. So the way that those get absorbed is you have your meal that has fat in it. The fat arrives in your small intestine in the form of a large drop or blob of some kind, right? That can't get absorbed uh, directly. That has to get um, processed by uh, lipases that, well, they chemically modify. They cleave the tri- the, the, gl- the glycerin group. Uh, long story short, you make free fatty acids from the mm-hmm. fat. still can't travel. And then you assemble them uh, together with the bile salts and phospholipids that are supplied by gallbladder and, and so on. They're, they're present in that environment they self assemble into something called mixed micelles and that that's 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 an important point here so mixed micelles are droplets of about 20 nanometers give or take uh inside damn 5 maybe sometimes less and if you have some non digestible fats like like cbd or thc they're not really fats but they're fat soluble substances they get drawn into the interior of that so it, it becomes a swollen micelle if you will and that micelle can is kind of water compatible because it has surface active agents, which are free fatty acids and these bile salts and phospholipids on the surface. Basically, you make nano drops, nano droplets, and those can then travel through the interstitial layer and get absorbed. And then sure. different things happen to them. They can go into the lymphatic fluid, or they can go straight into the bloodstream. It's it's an, another level of complication. But the point is. You first have to make those droplets yourself in your body. And that takes about an hour to even get going properly. That's why an edible doesn't hit you for an hour. Assume mm. an edible with some fats or whatever, and it's nothing for a while. Then maybe yeah. you think you didn't take enough, then you take an extra dose, then too much, and then you're flying through space. Uh, but, but the reason that it's so delayed and so unpredictable is because it, it, you have to, in, inside your body, you have to create basically a nano emulsion yourself. And it takes oh. a long time, and it depends on lots of things: what you ate, who you are, what your chemistry yeah. is. So the dose is inconsistent, and very delayed, and the bioavailability is low because all of that is in competition with just elimination because things are moving, you know, through your intestines and out the other end. You know, so.
2: So I got this product here that's a, a roll-on that I, I found in my house, right, that I didn't know we had somewhere. Somebody mm-hmm. in my house bought this roll-on, and it has uh, says on there, nano-emulsified cannabinoids. Is that why? Because the cannabinoids are like, they love fat, right? We know THC loves fat, and the water mm-hmm. solubleness, isn't that what because you can like a top a topical type of application your body will absorb it better is that what you're saying because it's a water soluble our bodies absorb it better kind of like the cannabinoids already how we already embrace it our cells and whatnot
4: you, you can you can say that so 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 we, we kind of jumped into a topical from an ing- ingestible product but it, it's kind of the same kind of the same principle except not exactly so just to finish the, the ingestible side of things what matter emulsions are, you can. One way of thinking of them is they are basically pre digested oils that are already in a form that is ready to immediately get absorbed. That's why they do that. That's why they get absorbed so quickly and so predictably because there's no reason for them not to get absorbed. They're able to move. And once they get to the absorptive cells, those are very happy to absorb them. Hmm. Um, so, um, it's kind of like vaping through your small intestine, if you will. so <laughs> um, no, right. yeah,
2: But
4: but but if you use your lungs, you're defenseless. You know, you 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 rely on the manufacturer who who gave you this thing. And so if 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 the formulation is fine for your lungs, then you then you're fine. But if it's not, then you're definitely not fine. And as we know from some some things that happened with vape juices, um, now as far as topicals. Or, or transdermal applications. In a way, it's similar. It's because your skin is designed to let the sweat out. So it's permeable to water-compatible things. And well, it goes the other way, too. So if you put something that's water-compatible, nano topical of, of sorts, there is something called nano gel. The pharmaceutical industry uses it a lot. It's a, it's a gel from a nano-emulsion. And then you can put it on your skin, and it'll go through your skin. So for transdermal, meaning it goes all the way through the skin into the bloodstream, I think it's probably the only way to do it. Uh, oh. unless, I'm- unless you're using solvents. Like you can use things like DMSO, and that's a trick. You can dissolve cannabis and DMSO, or uh, cannabis oils in DMSO, and DMSO actually is able to travel through your skin. It's really good at, at What's doing DMSO? It. It's, a, it's a solvent. That's it's, it's an organic solvent typically used in organic synthesis, It itself is um, pretty mild and and non-toxic. But the problem is, it brings everything through. So if you have something on your skin that that you don't want in your bloodstream, (laughs) it will be in your bloodstream. And also, if it's not a pure solvent, then, I mean, pharmaceutical formulations can get away with it because they have a a level of control. But typically, I would stay away with it. But um, nanoemulsions let you get there in a different way.
3: So what about these uh, nano gummies that I have here? I'm assuming they're probably using a nano emulsion to, they, they say that they're quick acting. And so that's, yep. they're, they're advertising it like everything you described. Is this gummy that it's in, the nano emulsion is in, is that going to be absorbed slower than if I had like the nano emulsion in a beverage?
4: So if it's a good gummy, I don't know this particular product. Uh, nano is something that everyone really likes to use. It's like uh, the word that opens all doors and gets everybody's ears to, to perk up. But, uh, um, but um, in principle, you can you can have a nanoemulsion emulsion and use it as part of the water phase as you are making a gummy or some other product. It doesn't necessarily have to be a liquid beverage. Gummies are not dry. They, they have a liquid component a water-based liquid component in them. So if it's truly a emulsion that is kind of locked inside the gummy and will get released once you consume the gummy and you dissolve the gelatin, it will release the nanoemulsion, reconstitute it, and then, yes, it should act as if it's a, a, a beverage.
5: But, I mean, that's that's exactly why we we got involved, right, is because we would, Thomas or Maggie, we want you to be able to pick up Uh, that bag of gummies and go, ah, it has this capability. It has this onset time. It has this quality control behind it and have an expectation that this is what's going to work for you and how it's going to work without having to guess at it or try it and say, oh, this is not the greatest product in the world. That's, that's kind of what we're trying to bring to the table.
3: What product uh, labels should we see if it's going to have your, is yours, is your method proprietary, as opposed to all these other purported uh, fly-by-night nano? Are people using the term "nano" as just like marketing?
4: Well, first of all, um, we offer equipment and and formulations to, to 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 clients, right? And we have probably over a thousand clients. So many of these people are making their nano products with our equipment, and I just have to say that that makes it a good product, <laughs> probably. So lots of these products are, are good. Uh, some of them are not. Uh, what you would want to see uh, in a product, if you wanted to make sure that it, that it's a good product, uh, and I almost never see that, is the droplet size. The mm-hmm. droplet size in the nano after it gets, if it's a solid, if it's a powder, then your question would be, after I put it in water, and it becomes a liquid nanoemulsion again because there is uh, a filler, kind of like a binder in the powder that dissolves out and releases the nanoemulsion. So what's the droplet size then? Uh, if it's a liquid product, well, okay, what's the, li- what's the droplet size in that liquid product? A good droplet size, the best droplet size as far as we understand, is about 25 nanometers, 25 to 30 nanometers. Now, th- that doesn't mean that if the droplet size is... 100 nanometers then that it's a bad product it's not as good but sometimes it might be okay and not as good just means it's a little slower and a little less bioavailable but it's probably still predictable it's still prescribable if you will in that sense uh uh now uh, there is an interesting phenomenon that is a coincidence but it really helps you uh is when all the droplets in nano emulsion are smaller than 100 nanometers it becomes translucent progressively transparent you can see through it so you know what your droplet size is without having to measure it with expensive dynamic light scattering or laser diffraction or something like that so you make this nano emulsion and it's white and milky for you know 90 what, 80 85 percent of the time of the process and then towards the end it's like clouds in the sky, you know. They just separate, and you see the sun. Like it. it, wow. it when we do it, we have a, a part. We have like a little sight plus in the hose, as the liquid gets recirculated in the equipment, and we have a little light on the other side. And we look for the light. Most of the time, it's not going through, and then you start seeing it. First, you're like almost seeing it, and then seeing it, and then you just suddenly see it as a dot. Like if it's like a laser pointer or something uh, sure.
2: something. how do you measure uh, the nano like what are you what are you using like 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 some sort of like scale or like uh pip like how do you get there and then one the other thing is like uh as we talked before you're not touching a plant you're actually starting with an extract already because like you guys are like super extracts you know a different type of concentrate so do you start right. with say uh like what type of concentrate? Does it matter? Does it have to be a shatter, a uh, a, a, a gooey honey? Uh, you know, what is your starting product? And then how do you get to measure at the end those nanos? Like, what are you using?
4: Okay, so um, I guess I'll start with the the second, which was also the first part of this question is how, how do we measure it? There are two techniques that let you measure it. Uh, Well, there are more than two, but two very well-established pharmaceutical-level techniques that uh, are used for droplet size analysis or particle size analysis in general. One is laser diffraction and and the other is dynamic light scattering. Basically, both techniques have to do with lasers, and you um, uh, shine a light at the substance In which there are these droplets and then they scatter or reflect the light depending on which technique you're using and the angle the scatter angle will after a lot of math and and processing will speak to the droplet size distribution in an motion that would be laser diffraction in dynamic light scattering they move and the the scattered light uh also moves as they move right and so can measure the, the, the their speed uh, of Brownian motion, thermal motion, basically, uh, which depends on the size of the droplets. So you can calculate the size of the droplets from it. So both are expensive techniques, and we use both. Uh, there are some advantages and disadvantages. Laser diffraction is really good for uh, droplets that are bigger than about 150 nanometers, so not for the translucent ones. Uh, dynamic light scattering is great for nanoemulsions. 20 nanometers, you know, 25, very accurate. Now, what is the right starting material? So, um, any uh, starting material that is oil compatible, it would dissolve in oil, MCT oil, or or, or coconut oil, or some some vegetable oil that has no plant matter remaining, preferably no heavy waxes. So it should be at least winterized. But if it's winterized, then it doesn't matter what it is. It could be CBD isolate. It could be a distillate. It could be high terpene content. It could be very pure THC, whatever. It all works the same way with our formulations. Our formulations are developed. We call them stabilizer. It's a family of stabilizer products. We have nano stabilizer LT is called it. it will uh, create translucent nanomulsion liquids. Uh, nano stabilizer LSO will create powders direct uh, with no additional uh, components. Uh, they um, are broad spectrum. They will handle a broad range of raw materials. think it's so cool to talk about
2: cannabis and lasers in the same damn sentence
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) what else I mean like you mentioned terpenes though and so like this one also says that it has natural terpenes in it I don't recall tasting those but um uh, so you said it works for terpenes and then my other question is like how does it work for terpenes but what else? I mean, are you guys only dealing with the cannabis and hemp industries or do you have other chemical companies or other food companies or other uses for this nano emulsion?
4: Yeah, uh, so not at all. We're, we're not at all a ca- uh, uh, cannabis-only company. We are originally an ultrasound equipment provider, mainly for the pharmaceutical industry. Then we got into uh, alternative fuels, biofuels, uh, uh, all kinds of uh, adhesives, uh, chemical algae in- processing algae, extraction of the oil from algae for for biofuels, among other things. Uh, cell disruption for food processes, um, uh, what else? Disulfurization of crude oil, removing sulfur from crude oil to make it uh, sweeter and increase the value of crude oil. like stuff that has nothing to do with cannabis, but it does have to do with ultrasound because what ultrasound is good at is high-power, scalable ultrasound, the type that that we provide, is good at mixing things that don't like to mix. So oil and water is one uh, of those situations. But many things don't like to mix, and the purposes of mixing things that don't like to mix could be anything. For example, in crude oil uh, desulfurization, you have to bring in water-based agents into crude oil. So it's water and oil again and then they do what they do, but our function is to bring them together. Uh, Biofuels, similar story. Uh, But our main client um, has been the pharmaceutical industry where it's similar to what the cannabis industry is doing, which is bringing oil-based, non-water compatible bioactives into the bloodstream, Uh, except that it's much more complicated because there are many different types of things. Yeah. Cannabis industry is kind of like a subset of the pharmaceutical industry for us.
2: With your technology, then, so with the sonic technology, are you taking that concentrate, shaking the shit out of it, breaking it down to a small component, and then you take that product and you give the customer also the ability to take that product and shake the shit back into something else? Is that mm-hmm. what you're? But mm-hmm. for the powder
5: form.
4: So, so let's let's um, yeah, let's talk about the process itself a little bit. Um what you do basically is this. You take your concentrate, your cannabis extract, oil, no matter what that is. You take our stabilizer. You mix them together at a certain ratio. We provide the SOPs and, and everything. Uh, you mix them together. A nanostabilizer is mostly oil compatible. So, the cannabis extract will dissolve in, into it. Nanostabilizer. Now, you've got this kind of an oil phase. Then you add water to it, and if you stir that up a little bit, you'll get this, like, very basic, gunky, kind of milky emulsion. And then you put that through an ultrasound processor. What an ultrasound processor does, basically, long story short, it creates a very high shear field where you will have tiny and very powerful microjets of water that will hit drops and break them into smaller drops, and they just keep doing it until the drops become as small as they can possibly be for the given set of conditions, which in our case, typically, is about 25 nanometers. Hmm. Uh, That liquid, um, that nanoemulsion, is ready to go. You don't need anything else to to be able to use it. You can just put it in water, and it will disappear right into it, become completely clear. Uh, Same thing for the powder, except it doesn't go completely clear, although, um, well, Maybe Jeff will kill me for this, but it's kind of like a not, not really an announcement. But so we we also have a, a the ability to make the powder that reconstitutes into completely clear nanoemulsion. We just haven't quite released that yet, and we're we're not sure exactly how we're going to monetize it and what to do because we're very happy about this development. That,
5: but 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 I mean, think about it. If you got a whole generation of people who don't want to inhale smoke. But they want the advantages, the health advantages, obviously the psychoactive advantages. But they want predictability. They want to feel like what they're getting is the correct thing. They want to be safe. Um, and and at the same time, they want the flexibility of putting something in coffee if they want. Literally taking uh, a sugar packet full of our nano powder, putting it in your putting in your coffee. Giving it a bit of a stir, it dissolves into the coffee at the same uh, particle size as it did when you made the emulsion. That's cool, right? <laughs> and you, and you're opening it up to a whole group of people. Honestly, that that the whole the the smoke culture is they're not comfortable with, and or they're just not sure about it or whatever it is, right? So this is part of the thing of then the the, the water soluble nano emulsion creates predictability quality and standardization when you're doing it with our equipment and of course our great our great uh, Dr. Piskowski <laughs> what's the flavor
3: so like if i have one of these packets and like you're able to uh, nano emulsion with you know both both fats so and so not just the cannabinoids but also the terpenoids so you have a full spectrum extract you know it's going to be bruce banner strain let's say um could i have like a bruce banner packet and then my my water or some you know neutral flavor and then pour that in there and have like uh the flavor or is it flavorless
4: yeah exactly you can have it with flavor without flavor it just depends on what you started with you can you can have well for the sake of like clarity of, of example, you can take mint oil and make a mint oil nano emulsion, and then you can add a few drops to your beverage, and it'll become extremely minty throughout. And mm-hmm. you'll have a no. lot of bloodstream after that if you, if you consume it.
2: But it's safe uh, to say the quality of what you start with is what you're going to end with, right? Like I would prefer a rosin type start. Like if, because if, if rosins are the true, you squeeze the shit out of the plant, it's 100% terpenes and everything
4: uh be, nano from rosin uh you know some pressed breast oil it's to me it's it's the best it, it's it's very natural and it's very uh broad in terms of the experience and the flavors and and all the smells and all of that so the bioavailability goes up not only in in the sense that you're gonna get hit harder with your thc but also all the smells and all the flavors i mean you know, take, take uh, a spice and grind it. It's going to be much more fragrant and it's going to taste a lot stronger. It's the same, except you take it to, to the extreme of the extremes.
2: <laughs> I used to be a naysayer, but now I'm really excited. I want to find out somebody in my state who makes this products type thing. And so I can experience it and try and judge it. Cause I, I mean, we, we I, as we were talking, you know, I uh, do my thing. I'm, I'm trying to fight cancer and uh, uh, whatnot, but, uh, uh, I'm really excited to see because I, I just never been a fan of edibles, and and, and to have something that would consume my body because the liver always breaks things down and and uh, also with like my question about like with the beginning what you start with and the end with, uh, uh, the flower experience has kind of always been the thing I judge my experience of, but the edibles when it goes through my body I just get a good night's sleep I don't get I don't get that little immediate feeling of like yeah man let's play some video games. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it's, everything.
1: <laughs>
4: it's smear that it, it comes in slowly and, and, and then it, it's unclear when you're there. Are you there yet? Are you going to be there four hours later? And then there's this stale that never leaves. Um, yeah. Edibles, edibles are, I mean, it was the only thing that you could do digestively.
5: Uh, prior to and, and if you yeah. think about it, it's, it's the natural uh, pressure and time. So, um, extract has developed technology right and why shouldn't the processing side uh, it, it's it's the natural inclination for the processing side that leads then to the branding and delivery to the retail customer to also develop technology It's a natural progression of things um, and and there'll be more uh, technologies as we as we keep learning about um, how to utilize the extract but also how to service the customer we still have to ask, like every industry since the 1930s, what does the customer want? How do they want to consume? What's their experience like? And what's going to make it positive for them? If we're not asking that question, we're probably missing the boat uh, on all these bioactives. And what we've done is we've taken our technology to unlock the ability to be able to at least ask the question now. Because now we can serve the customer with the technology and the resulting product. And that's always what been an argument. Okay. Oh, you mean, know, Jeff's office
4: is next to our ultrasound lab. <laughs> a couple <of> them. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought that was a bong.
3: <laughs> uh, I thought it was a CPAP machine. Somebody can't breathe. <laughs> but um, what about carbonation? That's... Like as a, co- as a consumer of beverages, I like a good carbonated beverage. Would the emulsion mm-hmm. work in carbonation?
4: Of course. Carbonate sodas, beer, anything that has water in it will work.
2: I'm just really interested uh, in. I think there would be two for edibles like liquid and and food. There seem to be two separate experiences because the food itself would be something that goes through your liver, whereas the liquid, it's party time, right? Like I should focus on like if I want to have a good experience, the same as smoking, to experience that nano high, uh, it would probably be a liquid I want to try first, right? Or maybe a and, and mix it with powder.
5: Yeah, we, we can we can even do a fizzy tablet. tablet.
4: Oh yeah, or, or you could do a fizzy tablet, or you could do a quick disintegrating tablet that you that is hard, but if you put it in your mouth, it immediately it, it actually sucks the saliva out of you a little bit. Like it gets immediately moist and and, and uh, de- de- uh, kind of falls apart into a powder that very quickly gets dissolved. And well, now you've made your own beverage. You you don't need you don't even need a beverage to dose into. it.
2: What about those string strips? You guys remember those? You put it, they put in your tongue. Like that'd be great for weed. If, if there was yeah. something like that, dude, Oh That's my five god, five
3: milligram of that.
2: Look uh, at bro, five. What are you? Give me twenty. Let's just
3: start. Hey with hey, hey, hey. microdosing mm-hmm. means you can sm- sell more product.
4: Yeah, well, we have customers, and incidentally, <laughs> here's one. So I, I have this thing on my keychain, and you, you can open it right now. There's nothing. <laughs> Right now, there's nothing in it, but there could be CBD tablets, uh, quick disintegrating tablets in it, and I could just take one and have one whenever I want, and and the dose would be predictable, and it would be quick, and I could maintain if I wanted to, and if it was THC, then I don't think I would be... (laughs) Yeah. About it. <laughs> but
3: the labs, the labs at the processing mill at these days, you know, sure, it'd be cool to have like a juice box or something that you could squeeze out the um, uh, the rosin, like a rosin press. But then you know, you throw it into the nano emulsifier, and then eventually you have little packets of there weed you that you're selling. That's so cool and um, mm-hmm. uh, new. Like that wasn't a thing before. You know, that's one of the mm-hmm. more exciting things about it.
4: People are doing really interesting stuff there are people uh some people put it in the cap of their beverage and then they twist the cap and it shoots a dose into the water in the bottle and it becomes instantly infused bottle uh it could be the same with powder that gets released it could be the the like maybe it's a spoon that dissolves itself like you make a spoon out of something that's water soluble and, and has an armon like i don't know we we we're our job is to provide the, the precursor for people to go nuts and, and develop the, 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 the original.
3: Uh, it's the dosing that they're hyper-focused yeah. and sensitive about because of all the regulation and also like for the customer experience, you know, mm-hmm. you, and then that's why micro dosing is kind of fun because you can stack it. Um, well, that's really, really fascinating. What's the, because this one just says how many milligrams, how many pieces I've never seen them ever uh-huh. say the uh nano emulsified uh, what was the the number that we should be looking on to see if it's pure
4: so so uh, the droplet size
3: the droplet size
4: droplet size uh, upon reconstitution this is something that people don't like to say because well many just don't really they they, they don't feel like they understand it well enough to be able to to answer questions uh, and then put it on a label others just don't have the equipment equipment is expensive for it uh, but really, it's the parameter that kind of speaks to it's not indirectly, but, but, but pretty accurately speaks to its bioavailability. The smaller the droplets, the, the greater the bioavailability. And by the way, it kind of gives you a tool to get around some of the regulations, because I, I think in some states in California, I think a dose can't be more than 10 milligrams. But it's 10 milligrams of at what bioavailability. That's not defined. So if it's an edible, maybe only a couple of those get absorbed. But if it's an emulsion, maybe a lot more gets absorbed, and now it's the quadruple, you know, dose but is that the
2: experience. Hmm.
4: I think the pharmaceutical
2: angle that you guys are talking about, as far as dosage and experience, and, and and it can add to that whole like maybe reinforce every state with medical, like yeah, we can go this route. But on the same token, once that happens, because it shows that yes, we can treat conditions, because there will be now studies, right? Someone can say ten milligrams of this type of extract, with this flower, with these cannabinoids created this type of result in a cancer patient or a uh, someone with, a, you know, any crippling disease. But the point being is, then there should always be the holistic option, right? Like, I just like my plant. I wanna, I wanna take the bud. I wanna watch it grow in the sun and then smoke it when it's an option. And, and, and but the medical side, this, there's so many possibilities for structure of medical uh, studies. Right. Yeah. You can actually do
4: studies. <laughs> exactly. And, and you just need to be allowed to do studies. That's been a problem. Right. So hopefully it's not going to be a problem going forward much longer. And I mean, yes, we, yes.
3: We allowed, very nice. It has I mean, no we, been. Just we just, been. Want, to,
4: we just want to be allowed to do what we do. And what we do is study this stuff. Right. And and understand how it works. And, and
3: yeah. it's been 50 it's, years where um, you can't study well, it. It was uh, before that. I mean, like they didn't they weren't really able to study it in the 30s even. And so, like, um, yeah, it's it's terrible because you're just not allowed to get the research done. I've seen states and uh, municipalities are now starting to actually have research type licenses. Uh, Denver, yeah. I believe, has a research type license. That's excellent. But then you have yeah. to understand we're just you're completely bypassing the federal government in that so mm-hmm. that you can do the study without any. Like you're just the DEA, in theory, could come kick down their door. But, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's not going to happen.
4: Yeah, and serious studies involve serious efforts, and serious efforts probably involve a lot more legalization than just some local, you know, local rules. And they involve investments, and it depends on if you study an effect on on a disease, on cancer. Can you imagine? Like NIH needs to start get, giving grants out for that stuff.
2: Well, so, studies become yeah. our allegories, our stories that we. Why it, it's 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 it shouldn't be an issue, right? This whole clemency and. Uh, the wild west and outlaws right you guys are just functioning businessmen who don't touch the plant or fortunate enough but you provide an actual thing that can help progress its uh, understandings you know
4: yeah and acceptability and and, and not only yeah. do people like it for you know the 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 effects and the the pleasure and, and the recreational side of things but actually people who are sick and and, and they can't get any clarity on, on, on whether they can get help like that or not, and how is exactly. that?
1: Alexia Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we go to find and follow what you guys got going on at Industrial Sonomechanics?
4: Well, we have a website, you know, sonomechanics.com, uh, S-O-N-O and the word mechanics all together, and lots of links from there. And, and of YouTube course, we also,
5: have, we also have our own web store. So you can buy samples of our nano emulsion, as well as a stabilizer so that if you want to practice creating your own nano emulsion, you can do that as well.
1: Sweet. Very cool. Thanks again for joining us. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Sunday.
4: Thank you for having us.